Who's going to make the Rams' final 53-man roster? Who's getting cut? Who's on the bubble? We've got some injury updates and more. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your four-time champion Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Rams YouTube channel. Do us a favor, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and who do you think should make the final 53-man roster on offense? I want all your takes on the Rams' final 53-man roster. My name is Doug McCain. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. The Lakers for SI, the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation, now the Rams for Locked On. And today I'm flying solo, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. He's out today, but we've got a jam-packed show for you. Today we are breaking down the Rams' 53-man roster on offense. Who will make the team? Who's going to get cut? Who's on the bubble? But first, this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So we're closing in on the start of the NFL season. We're now just sixteen days away from when the Rams go up to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, and you know what that means? That means we've got to break down this fifty-three man roster. Who's going to make the cut? Who's on the bubble? Who are the locks? Well, let's start with the quarterback position the most important position in all of professional sports. And of course, Matthew Stafford is a lock. There's no question about that, but a couple thoughts on Stafford. And first, just following him closely throughout training camp, this is as healthy as he's looked in years. He looks re-energized. He looks reinvigorated. Last season, he was on that pitch count. He couldn't go out there and throw and build chemistry and build a rapport with Allen Robinson. And that reared its ugly head early on this season, and they were never really able to gel and get going. Well, it's a different story this year. He's building chemistry with the young receivers, Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. He's out there every day making incredible throws, diming receivers up, and I love the fact that Cooper Cup is back. He hit Cooper Cup on some throws today. I also want to point out that Cooper Cup also was throwing passes to Matthew Stafford, and Cup said that Stafford was dropping some, but if you look at some of the practice footage, some of the clips on social media, he hit Van Jefferson on a 70-yard touchdown where he had edge pressure and he just stepped up in the pocket and delivered a perfect throw. He's hitting those deep breaking routes, throwing back to his left, throwing no-look passes, and he looks fresh, healthy, and ready to have himself an elite season. I think he's out to prove that he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and if you look at the NFC right now, I think he's the best quarterback in the NFC. I truly believe that. If he's 100% healthy, I'm taking Matthew Stafford over any quarterback in the NFC. That includes names like Dak Prescott, a guy who doesn't know the time of game at the end of games, Jay 
Jalen Hurts, who's great in their system. But when it comes to being a pure quarterback, a guy that can make all the throws, a guy that is such an artist out there with what he can do with the ball placement, the accuracy, the arm strength, I'm still taking Matt Stafford. I still think that he's one of the elite QBs in the league, and I think that that is what's motivating him this season. I think he has a fire under him this year to prove that, hey, he's still got it. Because let's not forget, the last time that Matthew Stafford was one healthy, two had a competent offensive line, and three had a complement of weapons, he threw for 50 touchdowns an entire season, regular season in playoffs combined. That's how good he was. In the regular season, threw for 41 touchdowns, almost 5,000 yards. He was elite, and I think he's going to get back to that this season, and this team's going to need it. And the number one key for Stafford is staying upright, staying vertical, and avoiding getting hit because he was abused last season. Make no mistake about it. Last year, he was sacked 29 times and hit 63 times. That was the most that a quarterback had ever been hit or sacked in the Sean McVay era. So as long as he's able to stay healthy and he's given time to throw, and let's not forget that you have to let these routes develop. So if you want Tutu Atwell to have success and you want him to turn the corner, you got to give Matt Stafford time to throw. And I think this is going to be a big year. Like I said, Stafford, he's playing the video game. He's playing the side quest. He's playing the side stages. He's already beaten the game. He's already won that Super Bowl. To me, he can get Chick-fil-A on Sundays, okay? The fact that he gave this organization that Super Bowl, it's been mission accomplished, but I still believe that they can beat the game one more time, and I think that Stafford's going to have a massive season. Now, who will be his backup? Well, I think that job is firmly going to be Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett is going to be the guy, of course, the Rams, they picked him up in the fourth round. He's on a rookie deal. You want to have a very solid backup quarterback on a rookie contract. We know that he has draft status, so he is going to be a lock to make this 53-man roster, and I think he does win this job, and I think he's earned this job even as a 25-year-old rookie. Now, he has had his ups and downs. There's no doubt about that, but there have been more ups than downs for Stetson Benny. You look at his first game, his first drive. He nearly throws that pick six. He's been almost intercepted multiple times. He threw an interception in his second game where he had the miscommunication with Tyler Johnson, but what has impressed me most is his anticipatory throws. The anticipation that he throws with is wise beyond his years. It's very advanced. When you look at the way he can go through his progressions, find guys, look at those throws to Tyler Johnson, especially the slant routes, the ones that are towards the sideline. Those are great ball placement throws, great anticipation, and I think that he would give this team a chance to win if he ever got the opportunity. I think that you want a backup that can come in and make this team competitive, and when you look at how dynamic he is, his ability to break the pocket, to extend plays, to get yards on the ground, his leadership, I think his intangibles is an X-factor as well. I think he's going to be a very solid, solid backup quarterback in this league, and I think that's his job. Now, when you look at the new quarterback rules behind him, the third quarterback can be placed on an inactive roster spot where he would not use a spot on the 53-man roster. So I fully expect Brett Rippon to be in the mix there. And look, we've seen them take three quarterbacks for the last few seasons anyway, so that is what to expect from the quarterback spot. Now, as far as running backs go, the lock, of course, is Cam Akers. And I'm very bullish. I'm very brazen on Cam Akers. I think this is going to be the year where he realizes that potential. I love this offseason. I love how he came to camp with added muscle and determination and focus and just focus on the way he finished last season. I think that momentum is going to carry over into this year. Last six games of the season, he had 512 yards, 4.9 yards per carry, 11 catches for 99 yards and six touchdowns. His final three games, he averaged 115 yards and a touchdown per game. He had 523 yards after contact, 30 
26 missed tackles. And from week 13 on, he was dominant. He averaged a touchdown per game, 4.9 yards per carry, with 50% of his rushing yards coming after contact and ranking eighth in evaded tackles per attempt with 18.5 touches per game. So I've been told by people out there that he doesn't break tackles, right? The reality, you know, I bring my facts to the fight. That isn't the case. I think he's going to have a big year. And then behind Akers, you got Kyron Williams, I think, is a lock. And then you got Ronnie Rivers, Zach Evans, and Royce Freeman battling for those final two spots, in my opinion. I think right now, Ronnie Rivers has absolutely earned a spot on this 53-man roster. In his last game, the Rams' second preseason game against the Raiders, he had nine carries for 42 yards. 23 of his 42 yards came after contact. Didn't force a missed tackle, but still, he was able to break some tackles. Had a 70.4 PFF grade. He also has experience in this offense. He's someone that fits with the zone running scheme, and I think he's someone that's tough. I mean, you saw that run on the eight-yard scamper he had right there in the Raiders game. He's someone that just is good for your depth. I like him on this roster, and he's really done everything he can this preseason to make that happen. Then you got Zach Evans. Now, Zach Evans is someone who has great upside. He's someone who has a lot of talent and potential. 6.9 yards per carry at the college level. A former five-star recruit. Didn't have tons of stability during college. He went from TCU to Ole Miss, but he's flashed that potential. He's looked really fluid running in between those tackles, and you also have to consider, too, he's not playing behind the first-team offensive line. So, he's got draft pick status. They're high on him. They moved up to get him. I think he's going to make this roster. I think the odd man out is going to be Royce Freeman. They just don't need a power running back at this stage and he just hasn't done enough during the preseason to say, hey, I deserve a spot on this roster. So I think he'll be the odd man out. So barring a shocking splash trade for Jonathan Taylor, your four running backs are going to be one Cam Akers, two Kyron Williams, three Ronnie Rivers, and four Zach Evans. But I would not count out Zach Evans to climb up that depth chart as the season moves along. Now, which wide receivers and tight ends will make the Rams final 53-man roster that's coming up next on locked on rams all right buying tickets to go to your favorite sporting events your favorite concerts the best shows that you're trying to see it should not be a stressful activity right you should not be worried about what it's going to cost you and where you're going to get them but right now with killer deals on last minute tickets and best price guarantee you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have with game time, right? Flash deals, last minute tickets, images of your seats, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. That's why game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. You don't have to plan months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, a comedy show that you want to see at the theater, and much, much more. Game time guarantees that you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we are off and running here on locked on Rams. Thank you for making locked on Rams. Your first listen every single weekday free and available wherever you get your podcasts locked on Rams, part of locked on podcast network, your team, 
stream every day. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Rams YouTube channel. Trying to get to 8,000 subscribers before this season begins. So do us a huge favor. Join the party. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Hit that like button and let us know. Which receivers do you want to see make the Rams 53-man roster? Now, when you look at the receivers, you got Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is all world. He's still a top five receiver in my opinion. He was dealing with a hamstring injury early during training camp, but he is back. And today after practice, he confirmed that he will be ready to go when the Rams take on the Seahawks on September 10th. So that's definitely great news because you know Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford are going to have to produce. They're going to have to have monster years for this team to make it run at the playoffs. And they've already gotten their chemistry back instantly. And that's the connection that they have. They won a Super Bowl together and Cooper talked after practice today and he talked about how him and Stafford really just picked up where they left off and he was hitting him on deep out routes. He also said that Cub was throwing passes to Stafford. He also criticized Stafford saying that he was dropping his passes. So, hey, let's keep Stafford doing what he does best and have him throw that pigskin, okay? He's not the receiver. We don't need to see him in that role. But Cub, of course, is going to have a big year. But I think the number one key for Cub is that you do get a true wide receiver too, that someone steps up at the wide receiver three position. Because if this is the group project, we know Cooper Cub, he's the A-plus honor roll president's list dean-less student that's doing all the work, but you can't have that for the entire season, right? Yes, he's going to be the best receiver, but he needs a competent receiver to back him up because we know that defenses, they're going to be geared towards stopping him. And one, that's going to take its toll on him physically. And two, that's just going to prevent what this offense is capable of. So behind Cub, you're going to have Van Jefferson. And then the number three receiver spot, it's going to be between guys like Tutu Atwell, Ben Skoranek, Puka Nakua. I think all those guys are going to contribute in some capacity, but those are the five locks. You got Cup, you got Van, you got Tutu, you got Sko, then you got Puka Nakua, and then behind them, I think Demarcus Robinson has done enough during preseason, especially if you look at what the practice reports say. Like I always say, you got to read those practice reports, you got to watch the preseason game with your preseason goggles right, take everything with a grain of salt, but Demarcus Robinson, he's consistently made plays, he's gotten separation, you've seen him have success in those joint practice sessions, and I think he's going to make the team. Now, behind him for that seventh and final spot, I think right now it has to be Tyler Johnson. He's been the Rams' most productive receiver throughout the preseason. They both provide experience. They both provide depth. They both provide the ability to go out there and make plays. They're not great blockers, but I think it's great to have depth in guys that are veterans, guys that have been there and have had success on this level. So who's out? Well, you got Lance McCutcheon, Austin Trammell, Xavier Smith, Tyler Hudson, and Braxton Burmeister. Now, starting with Lance McCutcheon, we know his story. He's the Rams' all-time leader in preseason receiving yards. This year, though, he's had two catches in two games, and that's just not enough to secure a roster spot when you look at the depth they have at that position. Now, last year, he made a lot of really nice contested catches, but what happened when he got his opportunity? He didn't take advantage. Look, like B-Rabbit said in 8 Mile, you only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Well, he did not take advantage of his opportunity last year, and this year, they know what he's capable of in the regular season, and I just don't think he's a guy that's going to make this roster. I think it's too late for him to even overcome the guys in front of him. So, that's just the reality with Lance McCutcheon. The receiver position just got a little deeper, especially when they signed Demarcus Robinson and Tyler Johnson in the offseason. Then you look at Trammell. I think Trammell is someone who he runs good routes, he can get some separation, he can contribute as a returner. I think he's ahead of McCutcheon 
attention at this moment. I think he's going to be a solid guy to have on the practice squad. He can be called up in an emergency situation. He can help out as a receiver, as a returner, but I think he ends up holding it down on the practice squad. And then you got, but I think that, but I think, but I think ultimately he ends up holding it down, but then ultimately, but ultimately, I think he ends up on the Rams practice squad. Then after that, you got Tyler Hudson, the first Rams preseason game. He made some solid grabs, but he just hasn't shown enough. He hasn't flashed enough. He hasn't popped enough to say, okay, you could justify putting him ahead of guys like Tyler Johnson or Demarcus Robinson or any of those guys, right? It's very difficult to make the 53-man roster, especially when you look at a receiving core that with the 11 personnel, after those three guys, you don't see tons of movement, right? So I think if you're the Rams in this situation, you would provide that veteran depth. You would want that from those guys versus going with some younger players that you don't anticipate are going to be a big part of your future. And then you've got Xavier Smith, who does provide some glimpses, some flashes as a returner. We've seen what he's been able to do at the college level, but as a receiver, I just don't think he's refined or polished enough at this level. He's still very raw. You saw the one pass that Bennett completed to him where Whitworth said that the ball caught him. It kind of stuck to his left shoulder pad right there. I just don't think he's done enough. And then Burmeister, he has some tools as well, but like I said, it's difficult to crack this seven-man receiver's room on the 53-man unless you really flash, unless you do have those glimpses of greatness, and none of those guys have done just that. Then you look at the tight end spot, and you got Tyler Higby, Bryson Hopkins, and Davis Allen. To me, those are the three locks. We know Tyler Higby, he's on pace to really be the best Rams tight end of all time. Bryson Hopkins is a guy who's had a very very nice training camp. He's been trending in the right direction. His coaches have sung his praises. Davis Allen is someone who's won on a rookie contract. Two, he's someone that really, really impressed in the Rams' second preseason game. That was really one of my biggest takeaways. He finished with a game-high eight catches for 53 yards. He caught all eight of his targets, made some really tough grabs, just showing that catch radius, showing that potential, and he's someone who I think is going to be a part of this organization for years to come. Someone who I think they're very high on moving forward because of the potential that he has. I love the way he can just get a ball, catch it, and fall forward for an extra three or four yards because he's so strong, big, physical, and tough. And like I said, that catch radius is very impressive. He's someone that can definitely be a weapon and a threat over the middle. And really the only issue with him is that he was dealing with that hamstring injury early during training camp. But he's going to make this team, like I said, he has draft status, so he will make it. Then after that, I think Hunter Long still makes the team. I mean, he headed into camp, was dealing with that groin injury. He was a part of the Ramsey trade. And he was a third-round pick by the Dolphins in 2021 out of Boston College. And back then, the Rams were scouting him. Back then, he was on the Rams' radar. So there's still some potential there. I think the Rams still want to see what they can unlock in him. And the only question now is, will they place him on the IR or the PUP, the physically unable to perform list with that groin injury? Just how bad is it? And the guys that won't make the team, you got Cameron McDonald, you got Christian Sims, and Nikola Kilinick. So those guys, really not close to making the roster, in my opinion. I think McDonald, like we said, when they signed him, he's more of a tweener. He's a Long Beach Poly kid, went to Florida State, more of a wide receiver during certain possessions. And then Sims, he's a bigger guy. But yeah, they've got tons of snaps. They've got their opportunities. They just haven't really taken advantage of them and really done enough to turn heads and really open the eyes of their coaches to the point where they say, okay, let's have a serious conversation about them making this roster. And then Kilnick, he really hasn't flashed really at all. And he's also dealt with some injuries. So that's going to be 
maybe your tight end room. I think you got Hunter Long is going to make it because of the reasons we just mentioned as far as him being a part of that deal. He has some potential. He has been injured. Davis Allen draft status. And then Higby and Hopkins, they are the locks as well. So I think you got four tight ends there, and those are the ones that will make the team. And then that leaves the offensive line. Which offensive lineman will make the Rams 53-man roster? That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. And welcome back to Locked on Rams. Thank you for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked on Rams, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor and subscribe to the Locked on Rams YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and let us know which offensive lineman do you want to see on that 53-man roster. And another shout-out to our everyday listeners. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode, and you can be an everyday listener, too. Join the club. Membership is 100% free, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. But here in our third segment, we're taking a look at the offensive linemen that will make the Rams' final 53-man roster. And let's start with the locks. You got Alaric Jackson at left tackle. You got left guard Steve Avila. Then you got centers Brian Allen. You got Tremaine Ankrum. You got Rob Havenstein at right tackle. Joseph Noteboom. We'll see if he gets one of the guard spots as a starter. Will he be a swing tackle? We'll see what role they have for him. And you have Coleman Shelton, the other center. So I think those are the locks right there. Now, as far as who will make the team, I also see Warren McClendon, rookie out of Georgia, big physical. He can be used as a swing tackle. And for me, the key for him, he just needs to be more consistent, especially later on in games. If you watch his film, you'll see he kind of wears down towards the end of games. He gets a little sloppy. So that could be due to fatigue, which I'm assuming that's what it is when you consider he's still getting his legs under him, playing at this level. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. But I like him on the team. He's got that Georgia Bulldog in him. So definitely want to see him on this. Uh, but I like him making the team. He's got that Georgia. But I like him making the team. He's got that Georgia Bulldog in him. So I think he's going to be someone that's going to continue to grow in this organization. Then, of course, you got Logan Bruss, the much maligned Logan Bruss. And I think for me, you need to continue to remind yourself that he's still working his way back. He's still trying to get back to full strength. He's still trying to get that confidence back in his knee. Because yes, you may be there physically, but as far as his confidence, I think it's taken a hit. I think you look at him during the preseason, he has shown some consistency on run plays, but really it's the pass protection where he struggled. If he can improve his ability, if he can improve his ability in pass pro situations, that's going to go a long way to allowing him to carve out a role on this team. For him not to be called Logan Bust all over social media. I don't like to see that. I wanted to see this guy have success in this organization. I think it was impressive how he bounced back after that ankle injury that looked pretty bad in the Rams second preseason game, but the fact that he's already back at practice, I think it's very telling about his determination to really find a way to have a role on this team. And look, they're not going to cut a former third-round pick from last year that really hasn't gotten a fair chance to make this team, a fair chance to show what he can do on this team. So I still believe that they're going to give him that opportunity. Now, on a side note, in defense of Bruss, I just want to say, look, when he was in college, when he was at Wisconsin, he was a Badger, he was a right tackle. The Rams drafted him in the third round, and they moved into right guard. If you wanted a tackle, you should have drafted a tackle instead of drafting a tackle and having him play right guard. I think for Bruss specifically, he doesn't have that same optionality, that same ability to have that positional versatility as some linemen have. Look, that's a unique skill set that I just don't think 
he possesses. Now, do I think he secured his spot on this roster? I do, but I also think he hasn't been utilized properly. I think he has been miscast to a degree, and I think if you're Logan Bruce, you just want to see him get back to full strength and have him get that opportunity to be a backup and to see if he can grow into something, but it's too early to cut bait. You're not going to just rip the Band-Aid on Bruce yet. Now, as far as the guys on the bubble, I think it's going to be very interesting. You've got Zach Thomas. He's someone that could be a solid backup. They need the depth. He brings that positional versatility. He can play guard. He can play tackle. Will he be an odd man out? And then you got McAllister. I mean, Mike McAllister is someone who hasn't been bad. He's actually been pretty solid, but you've got Shelton. You've got Allen in front of him. So sometimes it's just a numbers game. I think he's going to be on the practice squad. He's someone that could be potentially poached by another team. You could see him possibly clear waivers. And I do think the Rams are going to use the IR list very selectively this year. I think they're going to put some guys they want on the practice squad. And I think you have to remember that if you poach a practice squad guy from another team, that guy has to stay on your active roster. So not many teams are going to poach a lot of the guys on the Rams practice squad unless they're desperate and they really need to fill a need and they're decimated by injury. So I think they're going to be able to keep a lot of these guys on their practice squad. But I think McAllister is a guy that could be potentially poached. But that is your 53-man roster for the offensive side. We're going to do the defense on Monday, so be sure to look out for that. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And until next time, whose house is Locked on Rams House?